Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 15, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, she's pushing against the highs made last week. We had the one-day wonder. We had the turn, but we talked about the fact that it could be a one-day wonder. We had one of those guys here. We had one of those guys here. And we just had one of those guys here. And here we are respecting the trend because the trend is, in fact, your friend. The market did, in fact, put in a sign and or signal of a trend change. The next day was a whopper on the downside. Two days later, we're right back up. Couple of housekeeping items going forward. Friday, tomorrow, inside the numbers will be closed. The live room will be open, moderated by Jordan. We had in the live room what's called a freaking whopper of a week. We caught basically every trade you could catch that we wanted to catch. We had traders literally make a fortune this week in the live room. I love this example. Comes from one of the members of the live room. 5,983 bucks today profit. That was on a $27,000 account. How you doing? Here's John P. Came on board recently. He's up 10K. That's because of this week. About Nicholas B. Walked away with 4,862 in the books on two trades. How you doing? These are people making real money in the markets, in the live room, each and every day. What about the spiders? Again, they're pushing on the highs. Will they make a new high tomorrow? We don't know. But what we do know, and we talked about this this morning in the room, three-day weekends, what happens? Not every time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, and I don't have any statistics on this, but a lot of the time, they trade them or float them up into a three-day holiday weekend. Here we are. Especially in an uptrend, your odds are even more so in your favor that they do do that. Doesn't guarantee anything, but in an uptrend, it's very easy to get one of those quote-unquote Friday floaters. What do we have here? Here's another item that was brought to my attention in the live room today by one of the members. RSP, which is the equal weight S&P. There's a broadening out going on in the market. This already is at a new high. For example, when you compare it to the SPY chart, you go over there real quick and you say, hey, certainly in an uptrend, but you can see here that the RSP has basically been eating time off the clock in the same area since mid-December. Big time, bullish, flaggish kind of situation breaking to the upside. There should be some resistance in the RSP at 161, 77, 75, 78, in that neighborhood. I like 77. I like the way it looks. The trend is your friend, and this is in an uptrend, and there is a broadening out of the tape. Weekly chart of the S&P, SPY, extended from home base. A little bit too far. Eventually, she's going to come back but it doesn't mean she can't go higher. We talk about this all the time. There is no limitation when she's at new highs. When a stock's at new highs, 
NVIDIA, or any of the other AI-related rocket ride vertical chart situations, how do you know where the high is going to be? You don't. Here's a plug for the Lazy Swing Trader Automagical Algo System. Where were we buying MMC, Marsh McLennan? Somewhere down in the neighborhood. Let's call it 20 bucks ago. Took two profits on it. Nice 10% trade. Second profit target hit today. Alert went out to members of the Lazy Swing Trader Algo Super System. Anybody make money today inside the numbers? You bet your ass. Post it under the video. Let me know how you did today. Whether the numbers are working for you or not. The first thing we did at Zero Dark 30 is we got the pivot out in the open. It's important to have the pivot each and every day. If you don't have the pivot, you don't have an understanding of where the market turns bearish versus bullish on a short-term intraday basis. 499.65 was today's place. We think better in pictures. Here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see how they went around a little above, a little below, but they stuck around, vacillated around. The pivot was magnetic. Getting above and staying above opens the door for the gap left open Monday, 594. They got it this afternoon and more. If above, there's higher stuff. We'll handle that later. This was at zero dark 30. Below the pivot, there's a pathway to a support zone from four. 98.65 down to 498. Now, they didn't get there, but that's not the whole story. But wait, there's more. Wait till you see this. It's all about reading the tape, and it's all about my relationship with the S&P. Stick with me on this one. It starts at 9 o'clock. What's the early scoop? We'd like to see an early shakeout to at least get close, to at least get close to the gap left open last night, 498.63. At least get close. Why not the gap? At least get close. Why is that? Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. They came up short of the gap above this morning, pulled back, came up short of the gap below, and rallied back up. How in advance can you know that that's going to happen? Well, I don't know that's going to happen. It's about the relationship with the S&P. It's the value of inside the numbers. It's the value of having me trade right alongside you. Above the pivot, 499.65, door opens for 594. Pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double check the work. By the way, look what else the 9 o'clock post says. Where buyers below the pivot and down to 498, give or take. If below, the bulls should be able to fight back to and above the pivot. All right? Again, pause the video. It's all in here. By 9.32, there's your buy under the pivot and the pop over the pivot as prescribed. If they stay above the pivot, the target becomes 500 and then 594. 500 is a big fat round number. We can expect natural overhead resistance at these numbers. Buy under the pivot, natural overhead resistance at 500. Not a tremendous trade, doesn't matter. It's a start to the day. Base hits put you in the hall of fame. Pause them, read them, double check the work. See here, 938 traders riding along at book profit along the way, now representing a risk-free, motionless trade. Back below the pivot, the test will come around low of day, 
below the low of day is a spike the low and rip it back opportunity. Below low of day is a spike the low and rip it back opportunity. They did that anywhere in the neighborhood of the gap, the neighborhood. Notice how I did not say the gap. It's all in here. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. They're leaking lower back below the pivot door opens for a test of the low. And they did that near the gap around down to is a bounce back zone again near the gap neighborhood of the gap the operative word is near the gap they did that and bounced i've read this book before here's the rest of the notes read them on your own it's all in here everything you need to be successful in the market each and every day if you're interested in trading the spy the exchange traded products the futures es or mes options on the spy all of the above, traders in the live room and inside the numbers, trade all of the above. Whatever traders are comfortable with is what they trade, the vehicle they use. Can't help myself on this one. I have to show you this before we even get into the other stuff. So here's a chart of Apple. It's a daily chart. You've got 200-day moving average. They spiked it yesterday. They spiked it today. They fought back to close above. But there's a couple of other things going on here. It's a good chart lesson. If you've taken my course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, you should already be able to see exactly what I'm going to say. If you're in the live room, if you've been with me for a while, you should already see what I'm going to say. A, you have an on-time type of situation. B, you have a tail candle. C, you tested the neighborhood vicinity in the ballpark of a big-time breakup candle low. You didn't get to the low, but you tested, let's say, the lower 20-25% portion. You know where it's wrong. You're wrong one of two places on a long trade from here. Either today's low or, worst case, the low of this breakup candle happens to be 179 and a quarter a trader can be low against that low, even against today's low if they wish. Daily close below, the trade is incorrect. How about a familiar question? Where's Bitcoin headed? Well, I have a number. I don't know when they get there. I don't know how they get there. But I know the next target for Bitcoin is 56,975. Could take a while to get there. They could get there by tomorrow. I have no idea. But what I do know is... As long as they're above 50,715, that doorway is ajar. That door is ajar. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they got to that place, 204.45. High of day, 204.77. Closing print today, 204.44. Are there, are there any accidents or coincidences across the markets? Now, We'll put this one in a funny how that works category. Big picture in the IWM is they're right back up in this range. I mean, this is the top of the range. They've been to the top. They've been to the bottom. They're back at the top. Do they break through without having gone to the bottom on the most recent sell-off? They stayed above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. If this is a breakout, you're looking at 216. Can't say when. But if this is a breakout, 216 becomes a target for the IWM. We'll just put that up there for later, just in case. Up 2.67% today, 
tremendous amount of relative strength. My favorite market leading indicator, $5.31. Big day for Camp IWM. Are they back up testing this high from December just to fail? Or are they back up in an uptrend testing this high to bust it through? And here's the thing. They were just here a few days ago. This is a shakeout operation, a one-day shakeout. They're right back up. Are they right back up to fail or are they right back up to bust through? My contention is they're right back up to bust through. What about the folks down at the transportation department? It's interesting. They were up half a percent today. A little bit of relative weakness against the SPY. My second favorite market leading indicator, A number one, Canary in the coal mine. What are they doing? They're putting in a bearish wedge after the down day until they can eclipse the high from Tuesday. The high is 1608.39. Until they can eclipse that high and close above it on the day, this is a bearish wedge that can still have another leg lower. Canary in the coal mine. About the cues, a little bit of a laggard today. Relative weakness against the SPY. You had some tech stuff down, up a buck twenty-nine, a third of a percent, but they weren't even able to fill the gap. Is that a federal case we should make out of it? No, not at all. Will they fill the gap tomorrow? We don't know, but they came up pennies short of the gap. They can fill the gap. They could have filled the gap. They chose not to fill the gap. Is this going to be some kind of a sign of weakness that we should read into? Well, we don't know, but it is a puzzle piece. It's on the table for now. They are in an uptrend. The trend is the dominant thing. Big picture, weekly chart. Doesn't even matter if they come down a little bit. There's nothing wrong with this chart. This is in a firm uptrend. They're just getting a little bit too far and have been a little bit too far from home base, so it won't be out of the ordinary when they do finally correct back down toward home base, just like we saw over here in the spiders on the daily chart. And by the way, the Q's daily chart. But the weekly chart still extended. What about the financials? They're screaming. Up 1.71% today, relative strength. If there's Something wrong with the financials. We're going to look around the horn and see what else is going on under the covers of the overall market. However, when the financials are strong, it's unlikely anything major is really wrong. At least while the financials are strong. Where are they headed? $40.10. We've had that number on the board for a long time. Smash mouth. Down 68 cents today. Had some tech stuff down. In the semi-space, NVIDIA was down 12 bucks. It's firmly in an uptrend. We're not going to make a federal case out of 68 cents. Trend is your friend. She's in an uptrend. We'll leave it at that for now. How about the Fab 7 real quick? Amazon, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. Still never got to 176.85. It's unfinished business. They're eating time off the clock. As long as they stay above, what is this, Tuesday's low? Above Tuesday's low, she's fine. Come below Tuesday's low, she starts playing with the 20-period moving average, runs a test of the most recent breakout area, fills the gap, and you don't know if she's bouncing back at that time or not. Apple, we talked about it already. Classic setup. We'll see what happens. Microsoft, how about making a bearish, flaggish kind of situation running along the 20-period moving average? That's not bullish. That's bearish. Weekly chart may be putting in a reversal week. We'll see where the week closes 
below last week's low. It's a reversal week. Google struggling a little bit, down three bucks today. 50 period moving average test, bounce off the test. Need follow through for the bull case below today's low, opens the door back down to 137, even a spike of the low. NVIDIA, Mr. and Mrs. Monster, it's just a down day of 12 bucks, about a percent and a half, no big deal. Not going to make a federal case out of that. Metter, as long as they stayed above these lows from the gap up, she's good. She's at new highs, grinding higher. Where's the target? Well, it's around 500 for now. 500 is a big fat round number. You don't know whether they're going to come up a buck or two short or spike it through by three or four bucks. You have no idea, but 500, give or take, is a target. How about Tesla? about a breakout situation? A breakout from what? From an inverse head and shoulder-ish looking pattern? This is a breakout. Where's the target? It's basically to fill the gap. They're about halfway home. We talked about this one in the live room this morning. We had traders that were hopping on Tesla on the breakout. Now, technically, you had to wait till the daily close for a bona fide breakout. But I said to traders in the live room, we talked it through, you know, an hour close, it's good. Two hours, it's good. Close back below, close the day below, it's going to be wrong. But the hint is hourly closes, two-hour close, all that stuff above that trend line. It's a breakout situation. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos, they're not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.